All the stuff that we're saying right now will be completely cut out of the podcast. This is Shyel Dvorak, and welcome to Season 2 of the Crown Insider Podcast. I'm here with the producer, Candy Veer. Hi, Candy. Hello, everyone. So, Candy, we have one story in particular. It says, North Korea opens the door to Christianity. Now, this is a story that got a lot of clicks on Facebook, which is a fake news story. What do you think about that? Probably, if you think about it, like, a lot of people clicked on it because they want it to be true. Like, this is something people pray for. And so it's kind of like clickbait. Oh, this is something I want, so I'm going to read it. And mm-hmm. I feel like oftentimes that's what we do in the news. I don't know. That's what Google is kind of just so search So you just search it. it. Yeah. And then it comes up. We're going to talk about fake news. We have a very special guest with us today. John Brandon is a journalist who writes for Inc. Magazine and the Fox News Network. He also mentors students here at Crown. So welcome to the podcast, John. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Let's talk about some stats with fake news. One study at Statistica found that 52% of all online news readers believe that online sites regularly post fake news. What are some of your thoughts on that statistic and whether or not you believe the statistic? Yeah, I don't believe that statistic uh, (laughs) myself, but I I guess I'm kind of biased. I mean, I'm a journalist, so I don't produce fake news. (laughs) So I have this kind of theory that uh, Hmm. there's a lot of other journalists out there and they're producing actual news and working really hard. And fake news has given real news a bad name which is kind of disappointing. But, you know, you hear that term fake news all the time, like President Trump says it, it's on the news itself talks about fake news. Right. Um, Everybody's trying to decide what is it, you know, why does it exist, all that kind of stuff. But from a journalist standpoint, you know, we put in a lot of hours uh, researching things, going down a deep dive on these topics, finding sources that are reputable. And so from my standpoint, Mm -hmm. I'm biased against fake news Mm because... I just don't think there's that much of it out there as people think there is because it's covered so much. And it's sort of like it's self-propagating somehow. The more Mm -hmm. we talk about fake news, the more we think it exists. Well, I suppose we have to, almost in our minds, to separate the difference between fake news and human error. Because I think even when you're trying to produce news that is true, sometimes I think because of our opinions on things. It's even hard to say that it's without error ever. Well, that's the other thing. So we're all biased in Mm -hmm. some way or another. Mm -hmm. And there's no pure, I mean, you could say the Bible. We're a Christian college here at Crown. You know, I happen to believe the Bible is totally 100% true and 100% accurate. Everything else besides the Bible has some level of bias to it, even if it's just a small percentage. Hmm. And I'm admitting that as someone who has a journalism degree. I've been writing for 17 years. Mm-hmm. I write uh, two or three columns a week for Inc. And it's a process I go through, and I'm constantly trying to be truthful in my writing. Right. Um, but I just have to also say that I'm a human. Mm-hmm. I have certain viewpoints, certain background. At some point, a little bit of bias is going to creep in for any actual legitimate journalist. Right is going to say there's just a sliver of bias about anything that you write. Mm -hmm. But fake news is actually more talking about intentionally trying to mislead people with propaganda, with things that are just totally Mm -hmm. not true. Which is something that I think a lot of people have seen is happening all over the place right now with just a lot of the major news outlets. As a journalist, 
where do you go to find a, a source that that isn't fake news. It's a good topic, especially, you know, again, thinking about Crown. College doesn't offer a journalism degree, but we do offer communication major. We offer marketing major, that kind of things. It really applies to people trying to learn about this topic. But kind of the insider perspective is that, so when I'm writing a column for Fox News mm -hmm. and I'm thinking about the source that I'm going to have, you know, speaking on behalf of the topic, so I just did one on school shootings and how to prevent them and or at least lessen the likelihood of them happening in a school. And there's easy sources and there's hard sources. The easy source is I talked to the person who invented a lock that goes on a door to the classroom. Okay. And she's a senior at Owensville High School. Hmm. And uh, her name is Paige. Hmm. That's an obvious source. She, she created the actual lock and she was up on stage talking about it and... Mm -hmm. A harder source, and actually that article, uh, which is you can look up online, it was harder to find a source because there's not a lot of people who are experts in that specific topic of securing schools right. from an active shooter. Um, so what you'd really have to do is find someone who has either experienced it or knows about security in a high school or has actually installed things at a high school. Hmm. A lot of times the, the important thing about a source is, is that person actually knowledgeable and do they have practical training in that area? Are they a reputable person? Sometimes when I'm looking up a source for an article, I'll actually do a little bit of like Google searches on their name and on their title. One big red flag, if someone wants to be a source in an article, if they don't even pop up in a Google search, mm -hmm. they're probably not that well known. Okay, so um, experience must play into people having more knowledge on these topics to be able to cite them in a, yeah, in for a sure. source? Yeah, I actually think that the, the really good sources just kind of stick out really easily. I think you actually have to kind of look hard for a source that's not very reputable. And the reason is because, you know, there's so many reputable people out there. Let's, another example is, so this has been all over the news lately that they have an actual photograph of a black hole for the first time. Hmm. And it's like a huge story, like story of the year, you know. Now, I could easily find a, a disreputable source, you know, my neighbor or somebody who runs a blog about black holes or something like that. Nothing against blogs. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many scientists and so many people involved and so many people doing the research. Just go to Rice University or Princeton or hmm. Berkeley and those sources are pretty easy to track down. The interesting thing that comes to my mind when you mention that too, though, is how often even science gets it wrong sometimes. Right. And we, we think, oh, this is it. This is yeah. the new thing. And yeah. then a few years go by and they're like, oh, actually, yeah. it's not. <laughs> and that, that gets into our maybe a topic for later that we were, I know we were going to talk about is what is truth? How do you define truth? How do you figure out what is true in, mm -hmm. in life? Mm -hmm. And I guess I'll just kind of interject something really quick to anybody listening to this who's maybe a high schooler or, you know, a young adult trying to figure out what is true. It isn't an easy process, and fake news is not helping at no. all. But I would say that you have to think about the source of the information. You have to think about, you know, is this a reliable person? Uh, do they have a background in the subject matter? But I'd also say that truth has a way of just kind of revealing itself, too. Mm. It's almost like it's in our human nature. You know, we, we sin, we tend to, to lie, we tend to say things that are, like, really off the wall, mm. you know. 
I think a bad source in fake truth news. Truth is like a lion. Truth is like a lion, and and I guess I would say that uh, fake news is kind of like a snake, you know. <laughs> and mm. but the problem is, is that people want to use the snake to advance their cause, and it takes a lot of hard work. It's something that kind of reveals itself pretty easily, though, if you stop and think about it a little bit. Something that's interesting, too, is when you think about the motivation of the journalist or the motivation of the person gathering information and and doing the news. Is their motivation to reveal what is true about the story in, in their best of their ability? Or is their, their motivation coming from how is this story going to become popular and how can I make this story a story? Right. Yeah, so that gets into like how I define fake news. And the way I define it is it's essentially propaganda. Um, there's a little bit of truth, but then it's exaggerated. And not to get into the real deep technical side of fake news, but the truth is, is that this is driven by advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, you you want to have a purist attitude about it and say maybe it's driven because people have something that they want to communicate and they want to get the word out about something. Mm-hmm. I don't actually believe that. Mm-hmm. I think it's driven by pure revenue, mm-hmm. you know, ad dollars. So one example I like to talk about is when Hillary Clinton was running for office a mm-hmm. couple of years ago and she had pneumonia. And so she did some sort of rally and she was walking out to the car and she got really wobbly mm-hmm. and it was on video. I and, remember this. you know, it's like you watch that and you say, yeah, she probably was sick, you know, something was wrong with her. And then um, the fake news got all over it, of course, because there's a kernel of truth there. There's a kernel of truth. Right. And so the fake news headlines were basically like, Hillary Clinton has a disease and she's going to die, you know? <laughs> And so there's two parts to that. So one part of it is that there is a kernel of truth, but really what they wanted to do is make you click. And Mm -hmm. so the more people that click, Mm -hmm. the more revenue they get from the ads. And the problem is it obviously wasn't true. She's still alive, you know. But the other part of that is that kind of says something about us too, because we Mm -hmm. want fake news to support our view. Mm -hmm. So if you're against Hillary for some reason, And you read that and you think, that's something that I maybe want to happen, which is, I mean, that's terrible to think about. Right. That you're more likely to click on something you already agree with Mm. and you already want to have happen. Mm. Earlier you mentioned the North Korea, I think you mentioned the North Korea story. Yeah. Um, The headline was that North Korea opens the door to Christianity. Right. So I, I think Christians probably clicked on that headline. Right. Because they want it to be true, you right. know, and maybe that's a good thing. But unfortunately, if something isn't actually true, it's not a good thing then, you mm-hmm. know. It actually is like, mm-hmm. so you click on the story and you read it and you tell your neighbor and your mm-hmm. neighbor's like, what are you talking about? That's totally not true. And mm-hmm. it, it actually causes more problems than, it doesn't open doors, you know. Right, so. right. I agree with that. But there's another side to this conversation I want to mention too. And the fact that we're living in a country that allows there to be such a thing as fake news could actually be a good thing in a way because of our free press and freedom of speech. Right. I just think it's interesting too, to think about that side, because if you have a a government or something that's, that's limiting people's ability to, to put a story out there too. Right. And who knows how much of that is already controlled? Because we, again, yeah. fake news. Yeah. And so... <laughs> right, right. 
Yeah, no, I mean, every time you read a fake news story, you can kind of sit back and say, well, at least someone is able to do that. Now, I mean, it's not, it's not a good thing. It's propaganda. Mm -hmm. It's not true. But I guess the alternative is that the state government controls every story and there's never any opinions, you know. Coming from the perspective of there's so much fake news out there already and hearing that a lot, it all almost makes me wonder right now how much of it isn't controlled by the government and how much is it actually right now that we just don't know about. Yeah, that's one I would say I don't have a lot of expertise with because as a journalist, I've just kind of enjoyed freedom of the press and I Mm -hmm. honestly, I haven't questioned it too much. I, I just kind of... I don't have an overlord telling me, well, I have editors, so yeah, actually I do have an (laughs) overlord. His name's James. Hey, James. (laughs) So he's my editor at Fox. Well, if you feel like you have freedom in the things that you're writing about and researching, I think that's a good sign. Right, yeah. In news. I guess the only time it comes up a little bit with my ink writing and I'm not revealing anything, you know, too horrendous here, but Inc. is a business magazine. It's mm-hmm. a business website. So we've been encouraged to not write about politics too much. And that mm-hmm. kind of makes sense because why would a business magazine be writing a ton about politics? Hmm. But then I've, I have bucked the system here and there, and I've written a couple articles about President Trump. Uh, you can look those up sometime <laughs> if you want. They're pretty entertaining. <laughs> But that was two, three years ago. That was really even before he became president. So Interesting. You know about this, John, that the Daily Telegraph, they uh, ran a series of articles about Facebook, and they were all positive articles. What are your thoughts on when different companies and different websites have sponsored articles that are just promoting something for the sake of advertisement? Yeah. So to me as a journalist, it's like if those articles are right alongside real news, then I consider them to be fake news because hmm. they're not identified as being not real. Fake news I would define as something that's like purposely misleading. You know, the example I gave earlier of Hillary Clinton dying, mm-hmm. that's fake news. But when it's a sponsored post, I feel like it kind of is still fake news if it's not identified as sponsored. And that's one of the problems that we've seen where it's just a content creator or a blogger or somebody creates this post and you know, maybe it's just an advertisement for their company. And they're not sharing that it's for that sponsorship. Yeah, right. Or as an advertisement, yeah. which I guess would be the difference between that and, and marketing. Because right. marketing does have a place. Of yeah, it gets pretty complicated yeah. pretty quickly because, you know, uh, content marketing here at Crown, we write articles that are promoting the college and we're encouraging people to apply to Crown. Um, but it's marketing. We're mm-hmm. not selling those articles as being like investigative journalism. You know, mm-hmm. we're not trying to pass them off as anything but a marketing article. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it is a complicated topic because uh, I'm not actually against sponsored content at all. In fact, I used to be an editor who did some of the guest post editing for a website. Okay. And but it was very clearly identified as an ad. And I think that's where it gets into the fake news problem when you're reading it and you're like, wow, this seems really favorable about Facebook right now. I didn't know all these wonderful things about Facebook, but it's great to know. Mm. And so then I go back and share more baby pictures on Facebook. You know, I become more and more of a fan. 
and all the time I'm not realizing that it was just an ad mm. uh, that was paid. You know, they probably paid uh, thousands of dollars for that sponsored content. What's one way we can respond to this whole idea as Christians, and especially when it's super discouraging sometimes to hear about all the fake news that's happening? We can almost remove ourselves entirely from wanting to even try learning anything in the political field or elsewhere. Right. Yeah, as Christians, it's a it's a unique perspective, I think, because, you know, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us uh, as Christians. I believe that the Holy Spirit is guiding our decision-making process every day. Mm-hmm. You know, should we go talk to the person at the gas station and share our faith? Should we go to a certain website that's not a very good website, you know? The Holy Spirit is speaking truth into our spirit at all times, right? Yeah. So when you're on Facebook and you see something and it's obviously false, you can be you can rest assured if you're a Christian uh, that you have the Holy Spirit inside of you as a counselor and a guide in your life that, you know, you're going to be able to spot lies and half-truths and falsehoods. That's part of what being a Christian means is that you have the Spirit of God inside of you kind of guiding your life and helping you make decisions. And, mm-hmm. you know, I I guess before I became a Christian in high school, everything was just kind of open to me, you know? Like, huh. whatever happens, happens. And, you know, if I, if I go buy a six-pack at the gas station, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't know truth at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know the repercussions of truth. And mm-hmm. I think... If anything, fake news as a Christian should lead us to this understanding about, you know what? People do try to deliberately mislead you in life. And, you know, especially if you're a young adult, um, there's people who are actively trying to convince you to not be a conservative or to vote a certain way or to buy certain products. Right. Um, My wife actually said this quite a long time ago. She made an observation about every commercial that you ever watch on TV, every single commercial is trying to convince you of something that you don't have that you need. Mm -hmm. And that's like literally if you go and watch commercials now, think about that, that every single one of them is trying to say, you need this new bleach or this new car or this new toothbrush, you know? Right. And, and that's a little bit like what fake news is trying to do. It's trying to say there's some thought or some idea or something that happened, you know, fear of missing out. And it points to a lot of negative yeah. things, too. It's, right. always, it's always like, you don't here's know the this. big problem of right. this person, and here's yeah. the big thing with... And just exposing things about everything, whether they're true or not true. Right. Uh, yeah. But I think part, part of the hope we can have, too, is that in the midst of all the fake news and the fake ideas that are out there, the truth will still stand out. Right. Even maybe amazingly more so in the midst of all the lies. Yeah, the truth will set you free, Mm -hmm. which is one of the most important verses to be thinking about when it comes to fake news, Mm -hmm. right? I agree. There can be a lot of Christians who don't want to listen to the news and they shy away from it just because either it's fake or it's true and it's bad. Because news mm-hmm. is, it's not news sometimes unless right. it's bad news. Right, right. My mom has inspired me a lot with this because she's very proactive in the news and trying to know what's going on in the world and what actually is and what's not. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? You know, this is funny because uh, I was just thinking about my wife has an iPhone now. 
and uh, she's not a news junkie at all. In fact, she rarely watches the news. She's someone that you would describe as being just not into the news, you Mm -hmm. know. But because she has an iPhone, all you have to do is uh, flip over to the left, and you get the little Apple news feed. And, of course, Apple is like... They don't ever lie about anything, right? I mean, they're, <laughs> they made the iPhone. So, so she reads these news stories, and she'll suddenly announce to me, you know, at the kitchen table, like, hey, did you know about this happened and this happened? And I'm like, I saw that on Apple News on my iPhone, too, and mm-hmm. I know exactly where you read that. Hmm. And actually, no, it's not mm. really true, you know. <laughs> It's right. actually like an opinion story by some CNN mm-hmm. writer of some kind, but I don't want to diss on CNN. Or any writer. <laughs> they, they do identify it as being opinion, but that's not always obvious to the person reading it. So, mm-hmm. uh, so my wife, her name is Rebecca. She is very aware of all these things going on, and it's just like kind of this dark cloud of fake news. And she just kind of chooses to say, like, yeah, that's going to happen, and there's fake news. I'm more interested in truth. So a lot of what she tries to do is just go to, like, the original source or go to some outlet that she respects. And I think there has to be a balance between, you know, I'm a bit of a news junkie. I think you are somewhat, you know. Somewhat, mostly uh, thanks to my mom. (laughs) Yeah, and, and you're a writer, So anybody who's a writer that's producing content is aware of content. And my wife, uh, Rebecca, is not really a content producer. She just doesn't really care about that stuff. But for someone like her, it kind of is good that she has an iPhone, that she's kind of seeing those stories, and then she's kind of having to decide if it's true or not. I do think that everybody does need to be more aware of what is true. Mm -hmm. And uh, they also need to share their opinion more. And, and kind yeah. of have a voice. And I guess that's kind of what social media is for. Um, when you go silent and you just let the fake news exist and you don't do anything about it, that's not good. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to kind of just dive in and say, you know, this is true. And this mm-hmm. is something that is, you know, going to make an impact on people. And it can so. build our community too, I think, as Christians to yeah. to talk about these things that are happening. And you know, maybe it will relate to how you vote or anything that you're going to go do in society. Right. And that's important because some of those issues have real heavy implications on a lot of people. I just think it's it's important to really dive into that, even if it's hard. Right. In your experience of journalism, what are some examples, would you say, of well-reported articles? Yeah, so this gives me kind of a chance to defend my field a little bit, right? (laughs) So as the rise of fake news has taken over and people talk about it all the time, at the same time, Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of really good articles written that are very investigative reporting. You know, a couple of them that I've seen, there was this site, uh, ProPublica, which is a nonprofit site. I don't believe they're funded through advertising, Mm -hmm. or at least not as much. Uh, they re- they had an article about the USS Fitzgerald crashing, and, you know, it's like 8,000 words long. It's, it takes you basically an evening to read the whole article, you know. But it's just amazingly good. You know, the Me Too movement, there's been so many good investigations into that and the allegations that have come out against these celebrities and mm-hmm. politicians and... 
you know, what would we do without journalists kind of going into those topics and finding out about what's really going on? The danger is saying that, oh, everything's fake news now, you know. Right. But then there's actual journalists, you know, I include myself in this, that are doing the hard work of finding good sources and doing good research and trying to tell a story that is accurate. Another one is about Amy Klobuchar and... I'm not going to get political on this at all, but there's been several articles written about how she treats her staff. And, you know, if we didn't have a journalist reporting on that, then we wouldn't know. And it doesn't matter if you're on the left or the right. Mm -hmm. Nobody likes to have a politician who's not very nice to their staff. But that's that's my defense against uh, fake news, I guess. Yeah, because you need those people who are actually seeking out the truth to go into those situations. Yeah. I don't know how to conclude that thought, but... (laughs) No, No. that's good. So I have a closing verse here, and this comes from Psalm 112, 7, which says, They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. I love this verse because in the midst of some of our obsessions over fake news, I think we can really trust in the fact that we have the gospel, and we trust in the fact that Jesus is the truth. Christ is the good news, mm-hmm. you know, of the God of salvation. Yeah, yeah, we can we can cling on to that truth. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and thank you, John, for joining the Crown Insider Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. This podcast was created by students in the content marketing team at Crown College. To contact us, send an email to marketing at crown.edu or find us on www.crown.edu. All material copyright 2019.